Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am super excited for today's episode because I have my friend Jeanette and her stages joining us today. So everybody give a warm welcome to my beautiful out-of-the-box sister in Christ, Jeanette. Yay! Hi! Hey! How are you, girl? I'm doing so good! (laughs) (laughs) All right, how is quarantine life treating you? It's been a weird time. Uh, let me tell you, it's it's been a little bit surreal. And I think this is one of those things we're going to look back and talk about for decades, probably. Yeah, I agree. And actually, um, for those of you who don't know Jeanette, I actually met Jeanette like the weekend before quarantine happened. Like it was like my last ditch effort for a vacation. I flew down to Florida and at the last minute went to a coffee shop where she is the MC and host and creator, I think, of the utterance. So I want to talk about that, which is an open mic night. So we're going to talk about that for sure. But um, Jeanette is just an amazing woman of God who I was very fortunate to meet. And so Jeanette, like, I'm going to want to start out with like five random questions for you, just fun facts yes. to let people get to know you. So I'm just going to shoot these I'm at you. you can... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite book? Oh, okay. My favorite book um, is, uh, I'm going to list two. One is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Gets me every time. Um, But two, Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. It, apart from the word, it changed my life. Um, It's biblically based, uh, it's a biblically based book on uh, how to have sound, healthy boundaries in your life from friends, family, work, and everywhere in between. So good. Mm, that is so good. I actually just bought that book not that long ago and I haven't read it yet. So that oh, like, girl. encourages me to pick it up. <laughs> I bought one called Boundaries and Dating too. Have you read that one? I have not. I've just read the the kind of main general one. I know he's they've done different uh, avenues, but uh, they're all good. All good. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Favorite color. Favorite color is a like a turquoise teal kind of blue. Mm, love yeah. that. Love, love, love it. Favorite candy. Mm, chocolate. All the chocolates. <laughs> you think chocolate. Mm, every girl <laughs> says yes. Favorite song. Favorite song at this point in my life would have to be uh, the song I danced to our first dance at my wedding, um, Travis Green, You Waited, the live version. It'll knock you to your knees. It's so good. Okay. All the chills. I just discovered that song like last week. <gasps> and I was like, this song is beautiful because I'm in a season of waiting, which I want to talk yes. about that later too, about your Dear Future Husband mm-hmm. series and all that. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Good song. Oh. People look it up. Okay, last question. This one's extremely personal, but okay. favorite, favorite coffee. Oh, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> that's, 
That is easy. Um, it is New England coffee, hazelnut cream, not the decaf kind. Um, <laughs> home brewed, home bre- I, You gotta brew it. Uh, with um sweet cream, uh, creamer in there. That mm. game changer. I'm drinking it now. Can you hear me sip? Yeah. Mm. Okay, gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go find that. That sounds delicious. Yes, good. Love. I'll coffee. make you a cup when you come down next. Yes. Okay, I'm on my way right now. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, like your story, your testimony, like whatever you want to share about yourself. And then I want to get into like the Dear Future Husband series because that is really what sparked the conversation we had a few weeks, like last week to do the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So uh, I. I'm living here down in South Florida, but that's not where, that's not where my story began, Janice. Uh, I was born and raised in New Hampshire, uh, way up north. <laughs> um, it's a Christian family, uh, went, to, went to the public school, did the sports, did all the things um, when college time came around. I applied to places up there, but I also applied to this little Christian school down in South Florida. Uh, and I ended up coming down here for school. So uh, that's really where the root started to get planted down here. Um, And I I found a job uh, with a family entertainment company while I was down here in college. And I'm still working for them today. Uh, Again, uh, an amazing Christian couple runs that, uh, that company. So that's been such a huge blessing. And I uh, got plugged into the open mic shows and that all that is an amazing story on its own, which maybe we'll touch on later. Uh, I, I have a degree in zoology, which you wouldn't at first uh, guess, but uh, yeah, degree in zoology and I am not currently working in my field, but that also is part of what God has done in my life and has really morphed my passions uh, into something else and use that that passion to get me where I am today, which is so cool. So that's a little, a little, a little bite sized version of where I'm at. I love that. And even as you were talking, I'm like, she is moving up the notch on like the most interesting people I know. <laughs> Every time I'm like, zoology, <laughs> New, Hampshire, New Hampshire is such a beautiful place. I drove through there oh, two two summers ago, drove through yes. to go to Maine or whatever. Ah, oh, such beautiful it is place. so beautiful and so boring. <laughs> when I when I came down to Florida when I came down to Florida I'm like what culture I don't understand (laughs) well that that would be like culture shock totally different which even for me coming to Florida last couple months ago whenever that was it was yeah I live in a very small town with like a couple thousand people lots of cornfields and cows and like going to Florida I'm like this is my jam okay I gotta go home but (laughs) for now anyway it was fun so tell us about the Dear Future Husband series. Like when we talked mm. last week, you touched a little bit on that. I'm not even completely sure like what that looked like. I know that it was kind of a movement on social media. And I just think it's so cool because you went through a season of singlehood, which is actually what I'm writing a book about now. And I've been single for four years and even like your post that you did last week. And it was like a, a dedication to your future husband a few years before you met him. And it was, it just encouraged me so much just reading that. So tell me about like how that happened and what that looked like. Absolutely. I like many young women was so desperate, so desperate to be wanted and to be chosen 
as society tells us is the ultimate goal. And, you know, you make, you make bad choices or you long for things that are unhealthy or you pine for people who really aren't in your best interest. Uh, and, I, uh, it, it really originated, uh, from, uh, from a poem I wrote just to letters to, to random people. It was like, uh, dear, uh, dear pedestrian, please go faster. You know, dear, uh, spider in my house, you will not survive if you show one teeny tiny little leg of yours. So stay hidden. Uh, and then I did a dear future husband. I am not domestic. <laughs> I cannot yet cook. I do not yet know all the ins and outs. So have a fire extinguisher ready. Um, and people loved that. And that was when I was still, I was just out of college. Uh, so this was a year, this was many, many moons ago. Uh, and I, I actually took that first little snippet uh, because I really wanted to be intentional for my future husband. And I, that first poem is actually the first entry in a journal that I started writing to him, which I actually presented to my husband on, on our wedding day, which was so special. Uh, and so I was starting to pour my poetic heart onto these pages and I, I shared it with a few friends and they were so moved by it. I was like, well, let me just, let me just post these musings. So over the years on Facebook, I just, I, it, it became a series, like you said, the Dear Future Husband series, uh, my, uh, my special name that, that I've given myself that I feel like the Lord placed over me is, is beloved, I actually have it tattooed on my arm. It's, it's engraved in my engagement ring. Uh, and so I would always end those letters with beloved or your wife, beloved. So people came on the journey with me. I I was getting in the public eye a little bit more. And, and so I would have different friends nudge me anytime a, a, a gentleman potential suitor would get up on stage. I'm like, look at, oh, shoot, get him, get him, Jeanette, that's yours. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but the, the, the backbone of that is people were rooting for me because they love me. And we're so connecting with the longing of my heart that they just wanted that desire to be fulfilled, which was so special. And I didn't realize how many people had been on the journey with me until my the story with my now spouse unfolded. And people were like in hysterics. They were so moved by it. It, it was so incredible. I actually... Speaking of books, I really want to turn it into a book, like a Dear Future Husband book with all the entries. Oh, that would be amazing. I'll buy the first copy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is so cool. So tell us how you ended up meeting your husband. (laughs) Well, uh, after, oh girl, the lessons I learned being single, uh, praise the Lord, I was in just a beautiful space at that point of finally cherishing my singleness and realizing it was only for a season. And so wanting to make that season as fruitful and abundant as possible. And one day at an open mic show that I ran, 
walks this man with a guitar strapped on his back and asks to sign up. And I did not know at the time that I had just met my husband. (laughs) So I met him at one of my open mic shows. And at that same coffee shop is actually where he proposed uh, several months later. Wow. That's so awesome. What a beautiful (laughs) story. Beautiful story. I think it's just, it is so important for anyone who's listening, who is in a season of being single and kind of like the heartbeat of my book and, and your whole series with the dear future husband is like set a standard and don't wave from it. Know what you're looking for and don't settle and, and just find the beauty and the purpose in the single season. Cause there's so many beautiful things that God wants to show us during this time and just allow him to be your husband and, and take care of you and love you and, and yeah, the beloved is Girl. So- beautiful the standard that that is what I tell these young girls that I'm I'm now being able to mentor and pour into now that I've gone through it you have to set a standard and not just like oh yeah these are my standards I tell them you write your standards down right and don't show these boys because they're like oh I can be intentional (laughs) I can be so intentional for you shut up no stop (laughs) no you you write your standards down your red flags you write the things you're that are so important and then you write your list of like maybe lord like oh what if this oh this would be amazing right and you hold that close to your heart and you pray over it you pray over it when you feel like your heart is breaking because you just know you're meant to be a wife and you you don't know if you can wait but you desperately want to let that specific love unfold you take out your list and you pray over it you pray for wherever your future spouse is if the lord is calling him to you you pray for wherever he is and then you watch when these boys who are not the man that is meant for you approaches you you can recognize them for what they are yeah because you know your standards you don't have to be duped by charm because you're like well no you just none of you know you don't it's just you're not there of where I need you to be and then watch when a man of God who could be the potential husband for you walks through and you can you recognize him because you've already been praying for him oh that's that's so good that's so good but being flexible to know that yeah you have your standards but watch the Lord wreck you with even more abundant and different than what you ever expected. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Even as you were just talking about Ephesians three twenty, that he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think or imagine. Yes, girl. And that is what I am believing for, for myself, for a future spouse and just all areas yes. in life really. So that is so mm. good. And I know like people are going to be blessed by this episode, but it is blessing me. <laughs> it's blessing Amen. Me. It's so oh, encouraging. That's so good. So encouraging. I have learned the lessons the hard way, Janice. Yes. The hard way. Oh. And it was funny when you were talking about like, um, I'll have my fire extinguisher ready. <laughs> one chapter <laughs> in my book, <laughs> one chapter in my book is about the preparation season and like preparing for the promise is what it's called. And I have in there, like, I have a really good friend who used to be Amish. And I told her, girl, you have got to teach me how to cook. because My husband's probably going to get sick of rotating flavors of cereal every night. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I'm like actually I'm really just praying my husband cooks so it's so funny when you said that I was like relatable not domesticated <laughs> oh. there's also this really beautiful thing that happens when you do find a person of quality who the Lord is shaping to be yours your heart wants to serve them mm. I was never <laughs> I was never a cook I I just, I didn't have the motivation really. I'm like, well, I I don't mind a sandwich for dinner. You know, I'll just (laughs) have that. But no, my husband, he wants a meal and he doesn't demand it, but he's like, oh, sandwich, what? No. (laughs) And it is a joy. It's a sacrifice, of course, to to cook and to spend time in the kitchen or, um, you know, sometimes we cook together, which is so much fun, but it is a joy now to be able to prepare food and to to uh try new dishes and I'll stand over him as and I'm like take take a bite take a bite and he'll take a bite and he won't show any sign of anything on his face and I'm like okay I could you know I could I could maybe add more salt and I know it's like it's okay if you don't like it and then he'll start dancing dancing. (laughs) he loves it it. yeah you have to tell everyone about the video you posted a couple weeks ago where you were making it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh, Janet. Should I tell them? Mm-hmm. Okay, friends. So come on, journey with me. I always make my husband sandwiches for lunch. Yes, it's a meat sandwich, turkey, or salami, or chicken. Uh, and then he gets a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's it's what he loves for work every day. He packs his little lunchbox in the morning and goes. Uh, amidst the quarantine situation, uh, I, I was frantically, you know, in the store. It's madness trying to get everything I needed. They didn't have our normal Ziploc bags. And so I just grabbed another uh, Ziploc package, dropped it in the cart, didn't think anything of it until we ran out of our uh, previously purchased ones and I had to open the new pack and realize <laughs> they were all frozen themed. And so you have Elsa and Olaf and Anna, the whole gang on the Ziploc bags. And it's the funniest thing. So he has to tote these Ziploc bags <laughs> to work on the daily. And my heart has never laughed harder and I I think I'm gonna make it a theme like I'm just only gonna get character Ziploc bags and just surprise him whenever we run out because it's brought such joy to me (laughs) oh I laughed so hard I think I was crying when you posted that video that was so good I'm like I cannot wait till he opens his lunch (laughs) and I had to be quiet because he he was sleeping at the time he goes to work so early Mondays. And so he was in bed very early Sunday night. So I was making his sandwiches and I had to, I had to laugh hysterically, like under my breath, which was very hard to do. Oh, that was so Uh, funny. So funny. uh, That's rich. So the last thing that I really want to say about like relationships, because I I do want to talk about the utterance and open mic night is just kind of what was stirring in my heart, even just as we've been talking is, like God has been just showing me, like, I don't just have 
a husband for you. I have a purpose partner for you. And like, you have like a purpose in the kingdom together. It's not just about having someone to, you know, call home, you know, come home to or have dinners with, which that's all like a fun part of being married and all of that. But like, there is a bigger purpose behind what, um, what I have for you in marriage. So just wanted to share that. Um, just encourage people. That's so good. And taking a step back, if you are, as people are approaching you in the future, whoever's listening, to really understand that equally, being equally yoked is so important as you are wanting to bring glory to the kingdom through your marriage. Y'all have to be on the same page of who Jesus is, of, of what ministry looks like for you. Uh, of what sacrifice looks like for you that's so important because otherwise what's the point yeah Yeah, and I think that a lot of times we do like we think of equally yoked as like oh he's a believer I'm a believer we're good but it's not like you have to have the same kind of vision and mission and not that you you know 100% agree on every little thing but there it's so much bigger being equally yoked like is your belief system aligned with each other do you have the same goals in life or whatever like and it's okay if you if you we're not saying you have to have the same personality or the same ministry uh but making sure what your ministries are are compatible Mm -hmm. with each other for instance these open mic shows my husband goes to every show. He helps run sound. He helps set up and tear down after. I never asked him to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's something I'm passionate about and it's my ministry and he he wants to be there and help how he can. He's not up there running the show or anything. That's not really his role at this time, but he's still present in there. It it would break my heart if if I ended up being with someone who didn't really get the shows. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's your thing. Hey, you know, I hope it goes well. Yeah. That's what's just there. Yes. And he was the best DJ when I, because I went to the one open mic night. (laughs) Like, I shared that's where we met. Yeah. And, like, I remember looking at my friends. We're like, he is the best DJ. Like, he picked the best songs between acts. And, like, seriously, you guys work so well together. I love it. Thank you. Oh, that is so good. It took so long for me to find him. <laughs> what, what brought him to the open mic night? Like, is he from Florida or did he just like find out about it? Girl, our stories. Oh my goodness. He, let me tell you, mm, let me tell you, waiting is not just for you, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what your spouse, your future spouse is going through. If he and I had met even a year before, it would have been disastrous wow. for both of us. We met at the most perfect time. He had previously been in a relationship for a long time that um, just things unfolded and came out to where uh, he realized she was leaving, leading a double life. Uh, and so it took a long time even after for the, the strings and the commitment and the responsibility to her to kind of dissipate to the point where he could even think of stepping out the door and going, you know, to yeah. meet new people because he was heartbroken. Uh, and for me, I 
a, a few years prior was in this whirlwind of bad choices and getting to a point where I was done waiting and I just mm-hmm. said screw it to be honest and just stepped into what I call the hiatus um, where I was just messing around and making awful choices and this tug of war it felt like to where I would feel convicted and come back to the Lord and then I would go and be swept up by someone else again and it just was so unhealthy so can if we had met during that time it would have been Mm. awful but he came to the open mic because (laughs) several we found out later several of mutual friends uh had kind of stepped into the picture and he went to this one thing with these artists and was just accompanied them on the piano they needed someone last minute and then they told him about this uh, other show that he went to. And then he found out about my show and he was slowly stepping out to be social, not looking for anything. I was finally at a place where I was good. I wasn't evaluating every guy if they had a <laughs> ring on their finger. None of that. Yeah, I was finally <clears throat> at a place as stereotypical as it is mm-hmm. where I wasn't looking and and we met and it, it wasn't like you you no it was much more like wow this is a this is a good ministry you have here and I was like wait are you Christian and he's like yeah and I was like oh cool me too and we just became acquaintances and then uh by the next month we we were ch- talking and then by the that's next awesome month we were <laughs> I love it so tell us, tell people more about the utterance. Like, I want to hear, like, maybe some of your best memories with the utterance. Um, uh, I know you probably have a million. We could probably yes. talk for five hours just about the utterance, but I love it. It's such an encouraging <laughs> community and just, uh, so yeah. many good things to say about it. Yeah. So for people who, who aren't familiar, uh, which are probably most of you, <laughs> uh, come down to South Florida, look, look us up. Uh, I run and host open mic shows. They are all arts open mic shows, all walks of life, all talents, all skill levels can come and get their small time in the spotlight. And it is so intentional and you may not realize it because it also flows, it it just flows so well, but it is my ministry 150%. But it's not necessarily like come to this Christian open mic. It's not that. Uh, I request respect for everyone who gets up, no matter what they share. There's rules in place for for content to make sure that we're uh, keeping it clean, that we're we're respecting our audience uh, and the artist. And I encourage dialogue and connection and community that's woven during intermission and afterwards, in between, and. I've been doing this now for years because uh, when I graduated uh, high, uh, college in 2009, <laughs> age me, um, the, next, <laughs> the next year, 2010, I was invited to this teeny tiny little open mic that a friend of mine had started. And I went and I fell in love 
I fell in love with this this little open mic where everybody just loved on each other and shared their art. And I went home and I wrote my first ever poet spoken word piece. And it was super vulnerable and way too intense. And I sh- I was shaking as I shared it the next month. And then after that, I started setting up and helping tear down and helping whatever the host needed until eventually she had to move away. And she said, either you take over or this show ceases to exist. So the my the open mic that started it all was actually the first place I ever performed as wow. a first time performer. And that was lyr- yeah, that was Lyrical Inc. And that really started everything. It it we learn lessons through there too of hey, whose audience is it? It's the Lord's, it's not yours. Uh, so stop holding so tightly and just let, stop pressuring people to come and just let the Lord build it for you. Uh, that grew to the point where I had several several other venues asking me to to bring what I do there. And I, I decided to go with Common Grounds Coffee Bar, uh, now Common Grounds Brew, Brew and Roastery, um, because their heart was for the gospel through this, 100% we, we align. Uh, and so then I had multiple stages, as I do now. And so we, we created the utterance at Common Grounds, and it, it just has changed the whole culture of, of, of this place of South Florida. And there's so many more open mics that have sprung up, which is so cool. It's really become an art hub. But I've, I've had everything from presenting one-year sobriety chips to artists who they've asked me to do that. We've seen proposals. I've, I've seen healing take place where people actually share for the first time about trauma and abuse depression suicidal thoughts and they share it at their home I've had people I've had someone come up to me and say I was in a domestic abuse situation for years that's why you haven't seen me and this is the first time I was able to get out and finally feel like I had somewhere I could call home wow are you kidding (laughs) people have said that show saved their life literally saved their life uh, the the fruit that has come out of this show it it is it is an honor and it's a responsibility I have on my shoulders that I don't take lightly so the fact that you could come for just one time and feel all that oh that's so cool wow testimony. that is so beautiful I'm like okay I'm gonna start crying <laughs> wow wow <laughs> so yeah okay <laughs> that's incredible wow (laughs) it is it's such a vulnerable atmosphere and it's like it doesn't matter what walk of life you're coming from just being there one night I can see that I saw that like it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from or you know how old you are or anything like there were old people young people and Mm -hmm. everything in between and it was just such a beautiful night of I just think God's desire for the church. It's like all generations, all colors, all shapes, all sizes. Like, yeah, I love, I love what you're doing. I love it. 
Thank oh. you. I do too. So how could, <laughs> how could listeners sew into your ministry if they wanted to do that? Cause I do want to throw that out there. Cause I think this is definitely a ministry that's worth investing in. I believe in what you're doing and I love what you're doing. So is there a way that people could sew mm. into what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, we were on several platforms, uh, Jeanette and her stages on Facebook and Instagram, but we also have what's called the blessings bucket that I pass around at every show because the shows don't, don't cost anything. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they can't afford mm-hmm. to be a part of the family. You know, uh, I, I always say your presence is a present, <laughs> but some people are able to bless in other ways. So we've, we've gone 21st century y'all. So we have a Jeanette and her stages Venmo as well for people uh, if they're, if they can't be physically there and want to invest in that way. Uh, But prayer too, and I don't say that in any like cheesy add-on way. I, with everything going on right now with the quarantine and with gatherings being so questioned, you know, I want to be very wise uh, in understanding it's a community that people are begging for, but also, you know, wanting to, to make sure we take necessary precautions or don't, don't come back too soon to where... Yeah, we're all crammed like sardines <laughs> into a space. So just uh, whatever is on the horizon, making sure that's covered in prayer. Uh, and anyone listening, please, man, I would love for you to come be a part of our audience because you truly don't understand like how yeah. powerful it is. Until it's amazing. There. I cannot wait to buy a flight and come back. <laughs> so fun. Such a good night. Come back. Oh, I love, I love, I love it can't say enough good things about it so good (laughs) so that is do you have anything else that you want to share because if not or I want I want to close I do I I do um just a, a verse that really resonated with me after I went through this whole season of waiting and learning all the hard lessons learning what I was worth and that I could have the self-control to say heck no to to little boys who just wanted to take and not to in any way guard my heart. Um, and these nights of just pouring my heart out into my, my journal for my future husband and sobbing because I had this specific love that I, I wanted to for my husband and he just wasn't here. I, I met my husband when we were 30. That was not in the game plan for me <laughs> at all. 30 years old, what? Um, and so it wasn't until after when now, now I see the plan. I see the puzzle pieces that were all working and I see the place that I am so glad I got to. And now I'm able to like, like right now having this conversation and being able to mentor young women and being able to shake them a little bit and say, snap out of it. Like <laughs> These are the lessons I learned the hard way. Maybe you don't have to learn them the hard way. It is a verse in second Corinthians where he comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we may comfort those. It, it's everything you are going through doesn't have to be wasted. Waiting does not have to be wasting 
because all of this can be used for a purpose. And it might be that your ministry is too important right now to be distracted by someone else because of marriage. It's it You now focus on your home and your foundation because marriage is so important. And maybe it's there's a work being done in your future spouse. Maybe it's just not the right time and the Lord's still orchestrating puzzle pieces, but just delight in him, delight in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you're pining and despairing and not trusting that the Lord is good and not delighting in him, then you really need to take a step back and and think is, is your desire a desire or is it an idol? That is so good. I remember probably a year ago or so being in prayer and, you know, whatever. And like God showing me, like you made marriage an idol. And I remember like kind of prophetically taking like my hands Mm -hmm. and just smashing like in the spirit realm or whatever, smashing down like the idol of marriage over myself. Cause I'm like, I don't want anything to be more important to me or take my focus so much that it's a, it is a distraction and it is consuming and it's causing anxiety and all of that, which is so not what God has for us. So that, that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Oh yes. Thanks for joining me. So I want to close out in prayer and just, yeah, be sure to check out Jeanette on social media. It's Jeanette and her stages, right? Yeah, check her out and invest in this ministry if you're able to. Pray for her. Everything. It's all good. And go to Florida if you can when when quarantine lives and and attend one of the open mic nights because it will change your life. So, yes. Father God, I just thank you so much for today's episode. I thank you for Jeanette and her willingness to come on and share her story, God, and to minister to listeners. God, and I just speak your blessings over her life, over her marriage, and over her ministry. And God, anyone that is listening today that is struggling and wrestling with a waiting season, God, I just thank you that you are with them and that you're showing them just what to do and the purposes that you have in this season. I just pray that you will settle their anxious hearts, God, and just and just be their husband during this season and, and be their very best friend. God, I pray that you would just... Um, do a mighty work in all of our lives. We just give you all the glory for it in Jesus name. Amen.